I got my spider Sona. What? Um, very excited. You know, in Spider-Verse movies, there's all these different spiders. And now, like, people are just, like, coming up with their spider-sonas. And it's, like, them, but if they were a spider person. Hmm. And I'm very excited about mine. He's called Daddy. And he's a daddy long legs. He's got eight big long legs that come out <laughs> of me. And I have a mouth. I basically have a mouth on my butt. And it's hmm. very venomous. This Spider-Man bites a lot. Yeah. And... Uh, it's amazing to me that no one else has thought of this. All the other spider guys, yeah, no one else is doing biting, but I, I, I do it incredibly venomous. I am do. I'm I'm spider bear. I'm kind of like a furry, sexy Spider Man. Little, you know, little. Do you bite? Do you bite? Well, no, I'm like a sexy bear Spider Man. Hey, okay. like, Griffin, can we go back to the idea that like out. venom definitely bites? Venom bites. Venom is not a Spider-Man. He's an alien, and I'm uh, pretty upset that you would actually say that, what you just said. I'm sorry. It was pretty upsetting to me and the other spider guys. Yes. I'm sorry. I, guys, I don't want to do this to Griffin like while we're recording, but I think he might be lying. No, no, no. No, no, no. I Googled Griffin Spider-Man, and this is what came up. Just look okay, right see. in the slack. Whoa, that's Peter Griffin dressed as Spider Man. <laughs> so yeah, that is what I look like. That I mean, that's what he. What that's what I, my Spider Sona looks like. Yeah, is I, Peter Griffin, but he doesn't have the legs out. The legs are under the suit. His eight long legs in the mouth on his butt. Oh, that's why I can't incredibly. see the legs in the photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really strong. Uh, my guy is. Um, he is an unlockable character in Spider Man too. You you gotta find all the pizzas. What are some of his pizzas. like? You know, like catchphrases oh yeah i mean daddy's home mm. oh that's good mm-hmm. uh, hey are your eight limbs all arms all legs what's the blend give me i'm the pretty KFC sure legs bucket. it's right there give me the kfc russ this is so funny shut up <laughs> give me the kfc bucket <laughs> breakdown on your uh on your appendages three of them have feet on the end <laughs> five of them have hands <laughs> You would expect those numbers to be even. Even, sure. But do you not, walk with d- the hands? Can I? Can and then, like, you walk with, with the feet? Hey, plant. Can you walk with your hands? No, but like a okay, lot. Okay, so like, then why would you think that Daddy can do it? What do you think dogs do? We can't get into this because I'm talking about Spider Man today. Not. Dog oh, I'm Man. sorry. You're talking about Griffin. <laughs> Griffin I'm talking Spider-Man. about Dad. I'm talking about daddy today and i can't believe that two of us didn't even want to play in this space i just don't I even like... know why i mean if he's got arms why is he got why is he long legs he's got five long arms three long legs so shouldn't two he be long arms if he has more arms than legs is what i'm saying two normal legs that are mine okay two arms that are mine with hands at the end of it a proboscis thank you justin <laughs> it comes out and it the has a little the proboscis. it's got a little it has a little face on the end of it like alien yeah a little tongue Good. A little he tongue? sucks to look at he's got so many <laughs> things coming out of him that's the terror that looks at the night <laughs> but craven saw me and it really it turned his name quite literal yeah he got very scared he got scared and ran away from daddy did he not google that word before he picked that as his name craven yeah or daddy craven 
Oh, okay. I, I did Google Daddy before, and I saw some stuff, but I went ahead and powered on through with it. Yeah. Because it's such a strong... Daddy's home... Fresh like, is good. Fresh is worried because he Googled Craven for Daddy. Right. Yeah. And that's a different... That's a different website. That's fine. That's, <laughs> that's Daddy's OnlyFans. Guys, look, I, I have decided that I indeed also have a spider persona. Oh, thank Christ. Spider yeah, zona. That's great. I'm the itsy bitsy spider, and in case you guys are not aware, I generally, broadly speaking, go up the water spout. Yeah, there is one weakness that I have. Rachel, ideally, the the volume should just fade out at this point. I I do have a weakness. Do Uh you guys know what that weakness is? Um, I'd love to hear it. Yes, the rain. Generally, the rain. Uh Yeah. Also, asthma, but mostly the rain. Yeah. Wait, is that our theme song or is that the old one? <laughs> Jesus. Justin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Griffin McElroy. I know the best game of the week with Spider-Man in it. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Ross Rush, and I know the best game of the week. Welcome to the Besties, where we talk about the latest and greatest home interactive entertainment. It is a video game show. It's a club. Just by listening, you're a member of the club. Welcome to the club. We're happy to have you. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about a new Entry in the long line of Spider-Man video games, and it's wait, this can't be right. Spider-Man Two, <laughs> they've done that. <laughs> that certainly can't be it. I believe the ti- the title is Marvel Spider-Man Two, not Marvels, just Marvel. Mar- they just Marvel put the name of the com- Marvel no, is Marvels. Marvel's Spider-Man Two. Marvel presents Spider-Man. What is it, Plant? What is it? It's a sequel to the previous Spider-Man game that was exclusive for a while to the Sony PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. But this time, it's you as Peter Parker and you as Miles Morales. At the same time, two Spider-Men in one game? Spider-Man 2, more like Spider-Men 2. Unbelievable. Unbelievable work. Thank you so much. Uh, We're going to uh, talk about that and so much more, I bet, if I had to guess. But uh, first... Let's take a quick break. This episode of The Best of These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd 
highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Do you think it's like, do you think the people at Sony are happy they finally made a real PS5 game? You know? Wow. Go ahead and explain that. So like, they've they've made other games. Right, sure. Games have come out Undeniable. on the PS5, but when they when they showed that original PS5 demo, and they're like, "Here's what it is. You can yeah. go anywhere, anytime. You can warp through portals into the other end of an open world." And I was like, "Hey, that sounds really cool." And then they didn't really make that game until now, but now it's here. Well, what about Ratchet and Clank? What about but no? They yeah, kind what of about Ratchet and there Clank? Because yeah, the, 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 those were like they were like predetermined portals and you weren't really zipping around the world that fast also you don't do a lot of that's a ton of there are portals in this but not like a ton of portals yeah, yeah but when you, they have, have you, them, have you tried good, fast travel in this game you the open the map was un, un, unbelievable it's, it's the most unbelievable fast travel i've ever seen in my life it feels like i magic. think we've gotten off the rails a little bit we, we are on the rails the fast travel is fucking incredible it is very this good is an entire episode about fast travel I think and Chris also Plant's spider-man claim that this is the first ever quote next gen feeling game ever made is ridiculous but i'm it is also distracting from the main discussion i didn't say next gen i said ps5 but anyway here's what we're gonna do is that a bad take sure i don't care leave it in the comments (laughs) actually don't spider-man 2 is so good and i am saying that as somebody who did not really enjoy spider-man 1 and i would like y'all to help me figure out what did they change to make this game really click? Double um, the Spider-Man. There was only one before, and now there's two of them. So if you get bored with one, you press you the up. you press the miles uh, button. Griffin is is of course. Uh, well, I mean, I, and you're, I know you're not really kidding, but uh, thematically and narratively, it is able to do a lot more interesting stuff by comparing and contrasting two Spider-Man. At very different points in their lives. Yeah. You're able to get the, like, if you end up doing Teen Peter, right? I kind of think there's two different routes you can go. You do Teen Peter, who has all those high school things. And then it's like adult Peter trying to manage a, a love life and a job and stuff like that. And you kind of got both in this game, yeah. which is is cool. And it also allows Spider-Man to have conversations with somebody else who, like, actually can contribute to the conversation in some way other than giving him the address of Kingpin's, you know, laundromat <laughs> that's actually a gambling front. I mean, he can talk to MJ. They have a good relationship. Um, This is the relationship for, from MJ. MJ has a 40-hour-a-week with a job with a super-demanding boss named J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> she is on the edge of getting fired, and every fucking five minutes her boyfriend is like uh, MJ I need you to give me the address of the zoo <laughs> she's like Peter <laughs> f- fucking dude I have a job man. I'm going like, through copy edits right now maybe later <laughs> it's it's like I found a dagger do you have any leads it's like, <laughs> to your fucking job yeah, I'm literally a reporter you're literally asking me to work for free right. for you 
I do love when she calls you and she's like, Peter, I'm really worried about my job and just our family right now. And you're like, yeah, yeah, gotta go. Gotta fight these five guys. And then like you call back, you're like, hey, sorry, I wanted to talk to you. And she's like, yeah. So Peter, I'm really worried about my job and our family right now. And you're like, oh, wait, 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 wait. I found five more guys. Just the best one of those I had was I was talking to MJ about our relationship. And then I'm like, "Uh, hold that thought. And I get another call coming in. <laughs> it's also MJ. <laughs> she just wants to bullshit about the lizard or something. Yeah, <laughs> she, cool. Anyway, anyway, Peter, fuck, fuck, find that guy right now. Gotta go. And he's like, sorry, MJ. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> you just got um, really excited about the lizard for a second. I, I did not play very much Spider-Man 1 or Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh because I'm I'm pretty pretty well burnt out on open world games. Mm. Playing this one really took me back to ironically enough the sort of halcyon days of Spider-Man 2 the movie the game uh which was my favorite Spider-Man title I think until this one uh because I cannot get enough of just swinging around and beating asses. This game has some of the best I remember the first time I played Batman Arkham Asylum and I was like this, the game of ass beating has changed. This is a new echelon of ass beating as represented in video games. And I don't know that I'm ever going to feel that the, the, the ass beating in this game is on a completely different level. I could just, just it, this game could be one room with a hundred dudes in it who just keep respawning infinitely, and me and my friend Miles just beating their asses over and over again. It is so good. How how do you all feel about the murder that Spider Man does? In he this doesn't game? do murder. It's he does. It's debatable. They're all fine. Come on. They, they they do little bits. There's the the famous thing from uh, the previous game was when you knock somebody off a building. At the very last second, he would like sling some spider web on them and stick them to the side of the wall. Right? Yeah, it was good. But here, it's like you are on top of a car. You pull a guy out of the vehicle. You slam him against it like oncoming barricade, and then you stick the corpse to the car to be like, hey. Yeah. You know, I just want I want the I want the cops to be able to clean this up pretty easily. So here's the thing: there is a moment in the game when Spider-Man uses his webs to uh, seal a wound, like someone has been <laughs> bleeding, and he'll use his webs to like seal uh, it. I think he's just like doing that nonstop whenever anyone yeah. is like scalded. Yeah, regenerative web magic. I mean, I'm just yeah. saying. I I think he's very concerned about the populace. Both of them well, are really. I mean, Miles is that as well. kind of fits the big theme of this game. Too, which is Spider-Man is like a paramedic slash fireman slash like he wears city a lot engineer of now he instead does. of yeah. a uh, like spider cop. He's got great um, benefits. He's ha- sure. he must be having an impact on taxes, right? Like got this to. guy's doing everything, right? Yeah, the that's a good going point. Through a lot, he works though. for free. Yeah, the, the, there's a lot of city damage is the problem. So I think <laughs> we, it probably bounces out. We are all over the place. What 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 would what would you all like to talk about? First, would you like to talk about the story of this or would you like to talk about the side missions? I want to go back to what we were talking about earlier regarding the two Spider-Men and why okay. it helps this game versus the original Spider-Man or Miles Morales, which honestly I thought were both good games, but I think this one is on another level because not only are you get the, getting the two perspectives that Justin was mentioning earlier, but you're also getting a pacing solve, which was always an issue with these games where... Mm. 
or really any open world game where you kind of feel like you're in this grind of like mission, 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 mission with the same yeah. person. And it's really hard to like engage with that for a long period of time. Now, granted, there are side things you can do. You can fucking splice plants or whatever shit he does. But broadly speaking, if you're sticking to the story, it can be a little draining. Whereas I think the fact that you are bouncing between the two really does help that a lot. I mean, uh, GTA five was another example of this where I thought, you know, you go from a Michael mission where you're driving around to a fucking Trevor mission where you're, I don't know, helicoptering in jet skis. And the, that does help. They don't feel drastically different. There are some tweet like uh, Miles has like his camouflage abilities. Uh, they get a little more differentiated as the game goes on. But, um, you know, it, it's not that it feels necessarily different, uh, but it, it is different who you're spending time with. Like, yeah. they just have different vibes. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I mean, the the thing that I didn't even totally grok until I spent an entire game playing with both of them is that, like, Miles' sense of humor is just, like, totally different from mm-hmm. Peter Parker's sense of humor. Yeah. Which is great. I mean, that's like... Yeah, Miles is funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, I mean, the one large laugh I did, it, there, there, I, I did get, a, like, an out loud laugh out of a Peter Parker joke, which involved bears and honey. But broadly oh, speaking, no. that's probably right. It's a lot of sounds fucking jokes. funny, man. Um, <laughs> so it sounds really good. Uh, I I I it, I'm coming at this from an interesting place because I don't know a hundred percent what is new in this game uh, as compared to the past ones, just because I didn't spend a ton of time with them. Uh, I want to give a special shout out, a special commendation to the Web Wings, that uh, is which it. I which I believe is new. It, it's, yeah. it's a true innovation in the web swinging game. Like just exploring this giant New York city map with no loads whatsoever uh, in the traditional web swinging style is really great. Being able to do a slingshot maneuver where you launch yourself forward at like a thousand miles an hour uh, off of the Chrysler building and then popping out your web wings and just zooming across all of Manhattan in like 25 seconds is some of my favorite uh, open world exploration stuff I've ever done. I've never actually used the fast travel because I can. Oh, you had you. Ha- I can do once. what I've just described, and I don't know why you would ever want to get around any other way. Well, sometimes you gotta go five. Fa- I mean, sometimes you gotta cross the whole island. Yeah, and that can get a little, especially if you're trying to like wrap up a mission. The fast travel, Griffin. You have to try it though. It's incredible. You, you fast travel to the exact point that you choose in the city which is drawn around you as you fly into it. Like it is. You zoom in, you basically pull up the map. You're like, I want to go here. And then instantly the map zooms into where you were like pointed on the map. And you're instantly there flying. It's like the the, the sky. Those, the crew games that Ubisoft. Did. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, they're exactly like, but that. like um, <laughs> good. <laughs> Chris, Chris um, Plant's always bringing up the crew, and everyone always. I loves love to talk about the crew. The crew. Hey, can I talk about the? I want to talk about the uh, side missions in pacing too. Oh, cool. Yeah, I think I think this is pretty inspired. There's a trend in like AAA gaming of like, okay, we have side missions, and then we'll just make it so there are infinite of them, and you know the game just never ends. What a joy. Um, here there's the kind of ebb and flow. So you have to, or you have the option to kind of like save Sandman's soul by finding leftover pieces of Sandman crystals throughout the world. And whenever you like break one open, you fight some Sandman enemies. And it's just a good like option to like learn some basic fighting mechanics against little critters. 
But rather than this extending through the whole game, you can actually finish this within like the first three or four hours. There are only so many of them. And then it's just done and you get like you get a story complete for it and there are new side mission things that appear throughout the game so there's one about uh the flame i think what's called the fire the flame i i don't know but it, it's like a group of fire cultists who are in the yeah. game and they're they're the idea of having your side missions be m- closer almost to traditional missions makes it so much more rewarding even if you're doing the same gameplay over and over again getting just a little bit of a narrative morsel and then also it not wearing out its welcome and then changing it up at some point it it just makes it so much more um enjoyable and so much more uh i guess meaty than yeah i I think recent examples that i mean not this isn't even recent but i think witcher 3 obviously did side missions incredibly well uh but more recently you know we were just talking about cyberpunk you know same studio and they take this approach with all their side missions where there's always some sort of narrative hook to it um there are a lot of missions in this game like more genuine like mini side mission things where you really just like go to a rooftop and fight a bunch of guys and that's fine like honestly it's good to have the option like i know i'm gonna take something that's gonna be 10 minutes versus two minutes um but it does offer you a lot of variety in terms of how you're filling your time I don't love the mini games. Oh, that, they're terrible. The, the sort of mini game side missions are, I would say, the weak link so far. I have, I've spent maybe f- like three or four hours with this game because we were traveling all last week. So I'm, I I didn't get to play quite as much as I wanted to. So maybe this is something that improves. But yeah. like there is a photo sort of uh, side quest. Oh, where that's kind of cute. I like the photo one. It's all right. Yeah, you just there go are to some where there's truly photo icons. There's some take... really bad. Uh, ru- so basically, you take a, p- a picture for Robbie Robertson at the Bugle, and he's like, he will then wax poetic about New York. Like, whatever you just took a picture of, like a hot dog car, he's like, oh, I love the hot dogs in New York. Russ, you and and you must have been stoked to learn about so much kind of New York. Yeah, I didn't know. I mean, most of what I knew was Dwayne Reed centric. So I was really interested in falafels or something that's sold in New York. I was very surprised to learn that. So cool. Yeah. Uh, No, I I actually like the photo thing. I I will say, Griffin, and maybe you haven't gotten to it yet. There are side missions. There are like mini puzzle side missions where you have to like complete a DNA strand and shit like that. Oh, They're, that makes a return, huh? The, yeah, those you are terrible. Create GMOs, but <laughs> great source GMOs. That, there's that also drone flying. That is, just, I only did that one time. Yeah, so you, far. there's a lot of that well. too. I, I, here's what I'm gonna say: Whenever there's like a puzzle, consider hitting start and selecting the skip puzzle option, which they've included wisely, because you can just instantly skip the puzzle, and it doesn't even shame you for it. It just says puzzle complete, and the <laughs> story moves along. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's great. It's great. I, I will I say uh, there, there are there are not actually there aren't a ton of these at least so far in the game. Like there's if a you're doing all, all the side stuff, there's like thirty if you're or doing forty. All of the them. side stuff you deserve whatever you get. <laughs> you know, I mean, you can't. I'm sorry, you're you're willfully doing things you don't like to get a hundred percent. I have no pity. There are even hey, moments did- in the main story where they'll be like oh, shit, we need to craft an antidote for blah, blah, blah. And it'll show you, like, a strand of, like, 50 yeah, molecules. Like t- and you'll be like, maybe big nope. I mean, Can somebody explain what the story is? Um, it's very clever, actually. Uh, Craven the Hunter, sort of notorious 
metahuman from from Marvel, frequent foe. Seems like maybe they're going to make try to make him a hero so he can have his own movie. <laughs> uh, Craven the Hunter so, uh, has come to uh, New York like in the aftermath of Spider Man and Spider Man Miles Morales to basically like a, a lot of these guys that he put away. He's either trying to like free them or convert them back to their you know uh, villain form, or in some cases just rile them up. He wants Just to hunt get them, them no? Isn't, isn't he doing a predator where he wants to hunt them? That's the second part of the paragraph. Yeah, Russ, oh. he got a little ahead of me, but sure. <laughs> so he's doing all these things so he can then hunt them. Yeah. As my associate has has pointed out <laughs> so hopefully. Uh, and, uh, and basically, Spider-Man is trying to stop Kraven from killing supervillains, which is like, is a killer premise. Uh, and, yeah. it, and it also helps to, like, narratively do different stuff like make fill the world with more compelling characters because you have characters like tombstone for example is just working a crappy job at a carnival and craven's trying to like bring him back in you you talked about sandman um and how they tried to get sandman like back in the game and i think it it makes these guys like a lot more compelling and it forces some questions onto the spider-man of like what what are the limits that they are willing to go to and like what makes someone irredeemable, et cetera, et cetera. But that is like the, the sort of wide ranging arc of the story. And then yeah, Venom, Venom is shows up there. Venom is up. And then Venom shows up. Tricks. I, yeah, I, I think also part of the, like, uh, if Spider-Man one is about, uh, police, Spider-Man two is about, uh, city support. There's like a very clear metaphor here about like recidivism or like people staying out of jail and, I don't know. There's there's a, a surprising amount of dialogue about people who it's like, oh, Tombstone, he was bad, but now he's like really trying to make an effort to be good. And like, what does it mean for a supervillain to like come back into society? And, and um, really, that's like is, a, that's an ongoing theme for Spider-Man as a character. Yeah. The idea that the reason he doesn't kill people is because he believes that people are inherently redeemable. And they have, ra- a, a re- you know, med- whether it's mental illness or whatever it is that they're dealing with, he thinks that they can be re-entered into society. Which makes it so weird he murders everyone he meets. <laughs> they're fine. <laughs> Webs. They're, yeah, they're okay. Yeah, clear, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. What did you all think about the opening with um, Sandman? I think that opening sequence does a great job of selling this idea of, of having two different Spider-Men that you are going to be, like, going on this adventure with. Like the uh, constant team up attacks that they are doing, uh, both against Giant Sandman and his little friends. Yeah, that he makes. Uh, it is I, it, that is the highlight, I think, of the game for me. I was not joking when I was talking about how good the ass beating is in this game, because pretty much any time you do a takedown or like you know combo finisher or whatever, uh, the camera will just kind of whip around and then all of a sudden whoever you are not controlling in the moment will like zip in web up a guy throw him in the air so that you can like stomp his ass down into the ground uh every time i feel like there's infinity animations of that uh and it is it looks like it's so incredible i was talking with russ about this it's incredible the extent to which it looks like a cinematic like yeah it Mm. looks like how did you guys know that i was gonna step on this specific spot that would make this animation look so cool. But it it's every time it feels like a magic trick. And Anytime what's amazing like- to me is that it's not 
a story mission thing. So I was like just exploring the world and there was just a random like, you know, criminals robbing a bank mini mission thing. And I jump in there and not only is there another guy, there's another guy already there kicking ass. It was like Miles. I was playing as Peter and Miles was already beating them up. I was like, who is this? Oh, shit, it's Miles. And then it started like dropping in some of those co-op team, you know, yeah. the team moments, which are just, yeah, just visually stunning. I- and they're unique to the different people that you might find in the world. Uh, in in some truly incredible like jaw dropping ways. I I I I uh, want to raise my one sort of like actual major issue with this game. And I and I I by the way I think this is a fantastic thing. And I don't even think that this is necessarily something where like oh you guys really should have fixed this. I have a big problem in this game um, and a lot of games at this time, but certainly this game. Uh, it it has a lot of sequences where you are playing as Peter Parker or Miles and you are basically like slowly following someone around and talking. And these are usually like big story moments or yeah. buildups to story moments, right? They're, they're moments where a lot of narrative needs to be conveyed to you. And it's really hard to do it. Like while you're, I don't know, flying a pizza through the air <laughs> to the hospital or whatever. The it's fuck. also pretty front loaded where the first five hours of the game has a lot of it. Yeah, it, it does seem it, yeah. like it diminishes over the course of it, but I yeah, I do agree. They were kind well, of pacing you can, uh, you can change the pacing yourself with some of the side missions and stuff, so it doesn't seem so egregious. But like when you hit one, it feel it felt to me at least like it's so it feels so much more boring because it, you know how fun it is to be <laughs> Spider-Man yeah. and swinging around and like so that's that's hard enough. It just the the reason I wanted to raise it is so much of this game is about like what is the best way of communicating this character in a video game medium, right? Like mm-hmm. what makes the, the Spider Verse work so well is they say what is the best what is the best way of capturing what Spider Man is and make the most about being an animated movie. Like we're gonna make this. What's the strength of that? And comic books are the same way, right? There's very rare segments in comic books that aren't about that. Uh, communicating to you with these still images. It just feels like they haven't figured out a way to make the story beats or the narrative or or the human aspect of it work in a Spider-Man game. Because as soon as you slow down and turn it into a movie, you are then competing with a lot of other like world-class storytellers that you can't necessarily like compare with, with like digital simulcra and, and all the other you know, weird stuff about it being an interactive medium. At a certain point, I would be okay with cutscenes just coming back in a thing like this. I feel like you can tell it's made by our generation is now the executive producer and directors of these games. And our generation came up with things like, um, do y'all remember the game The Path by Tale of Tales? Yes. Yeah, so The Path, for people who don't know it, the, the whole point was you were an old woman walking in a graveyard on a path. And that was it. And at the time, that felt revolutionary because it was a video game where you either weren't doing like arcadey puzzle solving or shooting people. And the path had a huge, huge influence on the Uncharted series. And they've credited it for the moments in Uncharted and now Last of Us where people don't shoot things. They like talk. And it, it can seem silly now, but that was like a bold, innovative feature to do other things other than murder in these sorts of games. And now in this game, there are so many moments that 
I feel like if I had played in 2010, where you, you as Peter Parker play basketball um, while listening to the shins, I would have been like, this is absolutely incredible. Yeah. And now it, nothing about it feels really that revolutionary because Peter's doing plenty of other interesting things in this game that are not killing people. And they're finding ways to communicate that character, I think, really well, even in the rest of the game, not not just these points. And for me, the, the, the moment where it really kind of fell apart is there is a scene where you're at an amusement park and Peter can ride on all these different rides and do all these different games with MJ. And one of them is on a Ferris wheel. And MJ gets some like pretty tough news. And the only option you have as Peter is to clap and cheer. <laughs> so she's like, hey, that's really hard. Um, but, you know, I still love you, Peter. And then you just go, woohoo! Yeah! Woohoo! And they, sometimes they do have fun with that, though. In that camera game, a lot of times when you take pictures of somebody, they're like, was that a... Wait, what are you doing, Spider Man? <laughs> Spider Man, why are you taking pictures? <laughs> Imagine Spider Man dropping out of nowhere, clicking the camera, and then swinging away. <laughs> I'd be freaked out. I do think it, it's uh, not as egregious as it was in God of War Ragnarok, which I thought was like paced way worse than this. Um, I think in this case, it at least, um, again, relatively minimizes or what those was the walking thing last talk. Week? Last week had this issue. Sorry? What, what was the game we played last week? Last week we had like a lot of front loaded, boring stuff. Assassin's oh, Creed. Oh, uh, Assassin's yeah, Creed yeah, Mirage. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, similar. Um, but I, I, I think they <laughs> get get over it, thankfully, and and do lean into the stuff that they're very good at. And also, I think a lot of the character stuff that they're trying to convey through these walking, talking cutscenes are conveyed through phone calls and various cutscenes. Yeah, as, for sure. Know. Yeah, it's it's a the game's a little chatty for my for my taste <laughs> i feel like there is a bit of marvel over uh overriding that is happening yeah. here sometimes i just want to like you know web web sling you don't want to listen to the danicast uh, not always I, do. I, I like the danicast Me too. That, that, i don't like having J. Jonah jameson piped in my ear i feel like i should be able to turn him off it's rude uh <laughs> hey just so we don't get emails plant the 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 path was little red riding hood uh, oh, oh um, the older lady. The, the thank you so much. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Thank that's you. No problem. Hey, if you haven't dug into Tale of Tales, they got a wild. Uh, they, they're still up and running, man. They got a wild, uh, wild catalog of games. I, I, I think they. I think they, I think they like publicly retired from games at a GDC, but maybe they just never stopped doing it. Yeah, yeah. they're they're a lot. Um, um, hey, should we take a break from talking about this awesome game to talk about more Spider Man? Yeah, yeah, I think we should. Let's do it. You go get a phone. You just want a phone to talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. They're wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month. Say bye your overpriced wireless plans jaw-dropping monthly bills the unexpected overages 
sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties rocketmoney.com slash besties okay so justin has requested a very specific b segment and we're gonna (laughs) try to see how this goes justin is clearly the spider-man expert on the besties and he believes that he would be capable of tier ranking every spider-man game ever made and it's a lot of games. So we're gonna condense the list uh, though, just so I can We're gonna cut out some of the some of the, you know, spin-offs where he appears in Shinobi for some reason. Yeah, no, thank you. Uh but we're gonna try to do this and okay. we're gonna try to do it quickly. So starting with 1982's Spider-Man on the Atari twenty six hundred and Odyssey two. This is a truly terrible game. Uh the the webs come out so fast you won't believe it. <laughs> you but you can even in this first version, you can uh uh swing Sort of, it just sticks to the side of the building. You swing around, it's garbage. D rank, uh, yeah, this is a D rank. Game. Okay, this is a Qu- game. quest probe featuring Spider Man. Is that a spin off? That is, uh, no, it's not a spin off, it's an adventure game. Oh. Um, that is, they're okay. They made another one of these. Do you remember these, Griff? We used to play these at the radio station. I do, they yeah, had quest probe featuring the Hulk, too. And it was like, type in Zork like, uh, I'm gonna give it a C. That's interesting. The Amazing Spider-Man and Captain America in Doctor Doom's Revenge. That is a mouthful. MS That's a good one. Hell yeah, that one kicks that one kicks ass. Uh I'm gonna give that one a it's very is there's not a lot of flexibility, but it is a good first step. I'm gonna give it uh, that one also gets to see. Okay. The Amazing Spider-Man 1990 on the Amiga MS DOS. Mm, no, I wouldn't play that one. Okay. Spider-Man versus the Kingpin on the Genesis, Master System, Game Gear, etc. Hell yeah. The, yeah! Now we're get now we're getting somewhere. Um, these uh, this is like late in the life cycle of the uh, the Genesis and was it nineteen ninety? 
Oh no 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 no! Sorry 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 sorry! I'm I'm conflated. It was on the last Master System. Games. Yes, there you go. Right. Okay, and then and then made it to the Genesis. Uh, Spider Man on the Genesis. It wasn't. I remember this one not being very good. Yeah, I remember fighting a lot of zoo animals in this game. <laughs> yes, there are. Oh my God, Griffin, you're right. It's also quite short. Um, but uh, yeah, this one I'm gonna give this one a, a D as well. Okay, Spider Man the video game, 1991 arcade game. An arcade game? Yep. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. See. So much for expert. Spider-Man. I, hey, hey, dude. <laughs> I was a child. Spider-Man. I was a child. Return you know? of the Sinister Six on the NES Master System and Game Gear. Yeah, now we're talking. See, this is not a good, <laughs> this is not a good game. <laughs> Bad game. There are very few good games until you get to like the 2000s. Honestly, a lot of them were pretty bad. What about Spider-Man and X-Men in Arcade's Revenge? Uh, that one is so fucking chunky. You would not believe it. You would not believe it. You would not believe how bad they made these look. Look at the kit. Can you look at a screenshot for this game? It looks like fucking garbage. I mean, the and box art so, looks pretty cool. I'll it's so ch- yeah, I know it's so chunky. It lo- it looks bad. It feels bad. All the X Men feel like junk. This is a D. Um, Spider Man and Venom Maximum Carnage. Are we skipping? Are we are we mindfully skipping all the Game Boy games? It, it, Justin yeah, requested. Yeah, I, I specifically requested that. I mean, you can't see anything on those these screens. They are uh, very small. <laughs> <laughs> Spider Man and Venom Maximum Carnage. Uh, the Spider-Man stuff feels okay. The Venom stuff feels, uh, uh, bad. This is the SNES one, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the Venom stuff feels bad. They do have some cool, the box art is fucking good. Can you see the box somewhere? It's just a giant Yeah, we'll include it in the newsletter. It's, it's killer. It also has, like, two little pictures of Spider-Man and Venom at the bottom, so, like, you're just sure, like, oh, yeah, they'll be there, too. Yeah. I don't love, I don't love this. Uh, this is, like, a very straight-up side-scrolling beat-em-up kind of thing. Um, I'm going to give this one a C. Okay, 1995 was a crazy year for Spider-Man games because there was The Amazing Spider-Man Lethal Foes on the SNES. Lethal Foes. I don't know that that ever came to America. Okay, well, there was also Venom slash Spider-Man Separation Anxiety on the NES and uh, Genesis. Yes, uh, that's another one. So this is from a time in the 90s where like the anti-hero was like very good. So do you remember like everything in the nineties was about spawn uh, and stuff like that. spawn and yeah. trying to make like venom happen. Uh, I mean, very similar to the one that came before it is that side scrolling beat up thing. I think it's a very, uh, not great use of Spider-Man. If he can't be swinging around this, this is a, this is a D too. This is a D. Okay. 1995 also had a game called Spider-Man on the Genesis. Um, that might be the same game. I can't tell. Um, let me look. This may be a adaptation of the animated series that was ro- that was going at this time. Mm. Um, oh yeah, it was. Yeah, based yeah. On the this is like series. a side. This is like a side-scrolling adventure thing. Um, I don't think this is very fun. It is better than the beat 'em up thing though, because there is a little bit of platforming. If you're not platforming, it's not Spider-Man. I'll give this a C. Okay, the Amazing Spider-Man: Web of Fire on the 32X. I'll take this one, Juice. Thank it you, fucking, It fucking sucks. Yes. <laughs> they it made. Is. It feels like they made this one for $14 in six days. It is not good. The, the animation is kind of cool. It feels terrible to play. Everything about it is bad. It's just you going through mazes 
where you have to figure out which walls and floors you have to punch through, and but it's not really communicated very well, and it, it looks and feels and sounds like okay. We can agree, though, of course, that it is a fucking sick name. It is. <laughs> yeah, That's sure, of course. such a cool name for a video game. It's, uh, it's a shame that it was better. Um, there's a game called Spider-Man The Sinister Six, which is the only game on this list that does not have a Wikipedia entry. Yeah, I don't, I'm not familiar with that one. Okay, we're going to skip ahead to where I think Justin's meat and potatoes are. Spider-Man 2000. Yeah, this, so this is when we are starting to get into actual decent Spider-Man games. This is the Neversoft one, right? Neversoft, Neversoft yep. was the first uh, company to actually like kind of figure it out. They do have open web swinging through, like you can swing where you want to. Uh, the animation is cool. It looks like the... Uh, it looks kind of like the 90s TV show, but uh, it's got its own sort of vibe. It's not like doing anything um, uh, unique with Spider-Man itself, but it does like feel the most like Spider-Man out of any game. This is a new era. I give this one a B. Okay, this is probably the most intimate of the Spider-Man games. Spider-Man 2, Enter Electro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a very, very, very similar. A- animations are cleaned up. You got a bit more to do. Uh, it is not a gigantic leap forward over the first one. I give it a Is this a- the one that they delayed because it was supposed to come out in September 2001? Um. Yeah, so they yes, this game was supposed to come out in September 2001 and they delayed it so that they could remove references to the World Trade Center Oop, and yeah. what wow. they did is they just the two towers are there but they just kind of made a little bridge between them so it just looks like one sort of oddly shaped building and they were like <laughs> good good enough Pub- publish print it it's gold. Um they also changed some level names um they had levels called Crash Flight, Downward Spiral, Aces High, and Top of the World, which they changed all those uh, yeah. level names as well. Wild. Wow. 2002's... Oh, uh, wait, Sp- did I rank that? that yeah, oh. that, that, was a, that, was a, that was a B. 2002's Spider-Man. This was the first movie game. It's Spider-Man yeah. the movie. Right. Um, this is uh, okay... They were doing some interesting stuff with like bringing in Peter Parker. Um, the city is uh, really the the best it has looked. Um, you got, I think, I think Tobey Maguire did the yes. voice in this one, and it is very half assed. I mean, really, <laughs> young Toby is drunk on the power of being Spider Man. He did not show up for this recording. Uh, the city is uh, sick, though. Uh, I give it a. I'm going to give this one a B too. Okay. Uh, Spider-Man 2, also from the same developer, Treyarch. How many Spider-Man 2s at this point are we up to? Uh, probably three or four. Yes. There's so, this, yeah, we're, th- we've done a lot of Spider-Man The 2s. others may as well not exist. Yes. This is it. Uh, this one looks a lot better. Like, the evolution of the visual visuals is uh, coming together really nicely at this point. Um, Have you seen it recently? Have you, like, uh, watched gameplay recently? Um, no, is Dog, it, it does not age well. It is well compared to the past, though, is what yeah, I'm but saying. it came out in 2004, which is like pretty close to GTA, and it looks like a dinosaur compared to GTA 3. This but is it when feels we... fun. You get little girls' balloons out of the sky, you deliver pizzas to the worst song ever put in a video game. Yes, I, um, I will hear no 
uh, no ill speaking of Spider-Man 2, the movie. The yeah, game. I think I might give this one an A, actually. I think that this one is going to get an A. I'm sorry that it doesn't look up to your standards. That's okay. Okay. Uh, Ultimate Spider-Man 2005. Uh, B. No, C, actually. I Okay, Ultimate Spider-Man looks the best, uh, that, but it is a big step backward with, like, the uh level design it takes it like it, it makes it feel a lot more controlled uh and you lose uh the the free swinging so was this the seat the cell shaded one or yeah. no we're not there yet yes this is the cell shaded one. Oh yeah i like that one um, um i think spider-man 2 i'm trying to remember i missed a a an important point in the evolution i think spider-man 2 is the first one that does webs that anchor to a specific point that you're swinging rather from. than it just being in space basically yes mm. yeah I there, think so. there's a lot of this web swinging in this new marvel spider-man 2 that is built on the shoulders of what they did with web swinging in spider-man 2 yeah it was yeah. uh very an important game yeah Treyarch nailed it it's a really important like it they are the first ones to start to figure it out uh yeah spider-man 3 2007 um spider-man 3 is that when they started hitting the uh the quick time events. They started to do some that, real some, quick some time real magic. stinkers there. This was also that based has on the great. Movie. It has the great, uh, very meme heavy uh, quick time event where Mar where Spider Man swings <laughs> into a building to disarm a bomb. But if you miss the QTE, you just land next to it, and then it quick zooms in on a woman's face next to the bomb, and she just says, "I'm going to die!" Boom! And it explodes. <laughs> it's great. It's really fucking um, funny. Every it's, time it's okay though. Uh, I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm going to give this one a C. Spider-Man friend or foe, also 2007. This is an incredible stinker of a game. You would not believe it. It is a sort of retelling of the first, like the movies, but the bad guys are like fun and you like team up with them. This is a Beanox joint <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it is a bizarre, unenjoyable uh, thing. It is, it is bad. This is a bad game. That one gets a, I'll give that one a D. Spider-Man Web of Shadows 2008. Fucking hell, we're really getting into it at this point. Um, Web of Shadows is the last good one of this era. Web of Shadows is actually pretty decent. You have some cool uh, uh, like team-ups, um, some combo abilities that are kind of cool where you get like Wolverine to do a combo attack with you, shit like that. Uh, so that stuff is cool. Be able to call in uh, uh, Wolverine and Venom and stuff like that. Uh, and they do some good stuff with combat in this one too. You start to see more of a, uh, a combo meter that builds up to these super abilities. Um, yeah, I'll give this one a an A. At the yeah, for, for contextually, is an A. Spider Man Shattered Dimensions, two thousand ten. Okay, this is where it's getting bad. So they had the great idea of putting in. The other dimension. You could be like Spider Noir Spider-Man and Right. Yes. yes. Um, and it is Ambitious. That's the word, Griff. That's the word. It is ambitious. Um, they're trying to do a lot of interesting stuff and they don't uh they don't quite get there. You you're also losing my my biggest problem with it is you are taking a step away from the open world thing and you're back to level based, which just feels like such a downgrade. After you've been able to swing around like all of New York, it it is uh that is my big problem with it. Gameplay wise, it's sound, but like I I feel like at this point 
not having the open world is is a big problem. ups to big ups to MPH though for getting in on this one on Peter on Peter Parker. Yeah, uh, this was MPH. He was also doing it on a um an MTV animated series. Oh, that's at right. The, at the time, uh, that that uh, I think is how he uh, he got the gig. Spider Man: Edge of Time, two thousand eleven. The worst. Uh, the worst. I fucking hate Edge of Time. <laughs> it is a third person game where you are switching back and forth between uh, twenty ninety nine Spider Man and regular uh, Spider Man. It all takes place in one building. It is unbelievably garbage. I think this this one, my review of this one is still out there. I hated Edge of Time. It sucks. Looks like you gave this one a 2.5 out of 5 on the joystick stars. That seems pretty that generous. Sounds like me. What? That's generous, 2.5 out of 5. Uh, well, they made us bump, AOL made us bump up all the scores. <laughs> you know, no, that's yeah. not true. I mean, to put, a fifth, imagine a game getting a 5 out of 10, man. I mean, no, it sure. functions. Yeah, I'm bringing sure. some baggage to it, too, which I'm trying to recognize. The Amazing Spider-Man 2012. Okay. There's a lot We're of Beanox games I'm noticing, and they're, they Beanox don't seem got to their like hands it. on this one, and they did not let go. Yeah. Uh, this one is like, eh. It's open-world Spider-Man. It's Return to Open-World Spider-Man, which is cool. Um, it just doesn't feel... It's it's not that fun uh, with uh, like the combat and the gameplay-wise. The animation of it, especially the swinging, looks great. I mean, it's so nice to see like a fully rendered like Spider-Man back. And I have also for the record, I've always liked the Amazing Spider-Man costume with the yellow eyes and the sneaker inspired boots and stuff. I've always liked it. That's not relevant. Uh B C <laughs> C. <laughs> uh okay, so the next one is The Amazing Spider-Man 2 came out in 2014. Uh is this also Beanox. This is also Beanox before they made Beanox stop <laughs> they're not they weren't allowed to do anymore this was yeah. Beanox's last one i think yeah this is the last uh i don't think it's the last Beanox game but it is uh, this is another like bad game man i'm watching a video of it this game came out in 2014 that's wild it looks so shitty it's it looks really bad. easily worse than the one before it they were trying to like keep up with the release of the the movies um, which is a formula for disaster, I think. Anytime you're trying to time with movie releases, uh, this one is going to get a D. Okay, and that actually yielded the longest break in any of the Spider-Man game releases. Yeah, it was dry, dry Four spell. years went by before Marvel's Spider-Man in 2018 on the PlayStation 4. I mean, this is obviously the high watermark at the time. Um, this is, uh, I don't need to contextualize it too much. It is... Uh, a great original take on Spider-Man, of which there have been so few. It's probably arguably the first. I mean, the game's always been sort of like non-canonical, but in terms of its willful diversion from the canonical Spider-Man storyline, I think it's a first in that regard, which is super duper smart. Uh, I will give this one an A. Okay. Uh, Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales in 2020. Yeah, I mean, it's just a better version of Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, it's going to get an S. They got rid of all the stuff that didn't work. They tightened it up. They have a more interesting main character. The writing's better. And especially if you're playing on the PlayStation 5, it's a fucking spectacle. So, I, I yeah, that gets an S. As Mar does Spider-Man 2. I mean, as long as we're... I'll just skip it because we just sure. talked about it. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's on a really good trajectory now. Um, it's a really smart way of using licensed property. And you see the pitfalls of it before this i think like 
trying to time it to movies or comics or whatever's happening, I think is, is uh, I think it's really cool to have their own franchise. And there have been very few great Spider-Man games. I don't know why I played them all. <laughs> a lot more than Superman, though. That's true. Yeah. This game has, I would say, Spider-Man 2. Uh, Marvel's Spider-Man 2, sorry. Has better flying than any, uh, maybe any superhero game I've ever played, but definitely any Superman game I've ever played. Uh Man, I meant to say also in Spider-Man 2, they give you so many abilities and powers. What is cool about the challenge of this game that I think a lot of superhero games where you can, you know, you basically outmaneuver, outpower anybody you're up uh, up against. The challenge of this game is keeping all the plates spinning. It's like the challenge that they've created is trying to remember all of the different things you can do in a given moment. Because if you're not like on top of that, you'll regularly go a long time without forgetting, oh, I have a bomb that sucks everybody into the middle of the right. room that I yeah. can use on them. Um, that's a really, it's a really smart way of fixing that like power imbalance. It's just making you so powerful that you get a little overwhelmed with the options. Okay, we did it. Well done, Justin. I'm very impressed. Good work, buddy. <sighs> I feel good about Your it. Your life is not wasted. No. There are a couple of good, not all the portable ones are bad. For uh, for for whatever it's worth, I just you know we have to cut it off. At, yeah, at some point. Uh, anything for on the front of honorable mentions? Um, I got in the uh, analog pocket uh, limited edition transparent purple. It looks sick as fuck. Uh, and uh, I reached into my considerable collection of uh game boy color and game boy advance games and pulled out a uh, pokemon traded card game for the game boy color uh just because i was messing around with the ipad app and uh it's i, I played a bit of that the thing i spent the most time on when we were traveling i read and finished uh the way of kings which is the first of the stormlight archive uh series from brandon sanderson uh good epic fantasy big ass book like 1500 page Jesus. big old big old boy um, but, but really, really sick. Um, I think I liked it even more than the Mistborn books, which is the other trilogy of his that I've read. Um, they, they are very comparable, I think, but. I read is... the first three of these and I tried and it took too long before I read the fourth one. And it was like, I was trying to read a German textbook <laughs> about bridge engineering. <laughs> it is yeah. like, it's it a uh, tough it's, it's to get a... back. It's an astonishing amount of world building that goes into these books. I can understand. I feel the same way. We're like, I spent a couple of months reading this book and I finished it and it was great. And then I told Rachel how long it was. And she was like, you could have read like four or five other books in the span of time. And that's, it's tough to kind of reconcile that. I am, I'm super into it and I'm very curious in how the story develops with the idea of jumping into the next just cracking another one next at the first page is like so daunting yeah, yeah um but it it uh it rules i've been i've been really reading a a, a ton more sort of sci-fi fantasy stuff uh over the last couple of years and this it's been a uh it's been very exciting and cool so it's a good book i played the free dlc for teardown called art vandals i think i put it a while ago and i might have mentioned it a while ago but i went back to it and decided to beat it just because more DLC is about to come out as part of their console release. The game is finally hitting consoles in November. And um, man, I wish there were more games like this. It, it, the vibe of it is like the closest that I've experienced to the vibe of Tears of the Kingdom, just in terms of the like nonlinear puzzle solving 
elements of this game and uh i just fucking love it and it i think they've done some optimization on the steam deck because it really does super well on the steam deck uh the fan doesn't even kick on while i'm playing this game which is pretty impressive because crazy crazy shit happens um so if you like uh, non-linear puzzle solving games where you blow houses up using sledgehammers uh check out teardown uh i reviewed super mario brothers wonder over at polygon and i know that we will talk about it next week so i won't say a whole lot other than it is absolutely fantastic and i love it on Plants Advisement, I read uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, um, which I, the same author wrote uh, Lost City of Z, which I had read before and, and really liked. Um, this is a it, – it's a marvelous book. Um, it is it is a very – it is a difficult, bracing read about a chapter in American history that I was like shamefully pretty unaware of. Um, but that seems to be thematic to the book book i guess that that is a, an aspect of it and it is uh really really tough but really i think uh fascinating and uh illuminating and uh absolutely captivating i listened to literally the entire thing on my journey back from uh new york comic con uh couldn't stop it is uh fascinating and well worth a a read i think are you going to try the wager after this you know what it is it is on the list, but I am currently I went back to uh, Shadow and Bone and the second in that series is Siege and Storm. I think it's called the whole Grishaverse thing. I just needed a little brain bath. Um, uh, I like to mix mix it up, but yeah, um, that is on my list. Cool. I think we did it. Uh, I wanted to thank the following people for writing reviews for the besties on Apple Podcasts. We have four Ecoust. I-R-D, Brandon, and I'm in pain, constant pain. Thank you for writing reviews for the Besties on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to everyone else for sharing the show or subscribing to the newsletter at besties.fan, which is a lovely place to recap uh, Spider-Man games and the other games we talked about and just sharing the love that is the community. Oh, you can also submit questions. When we do reader mail, uh, we pull them from the comments of the newsletter now, so... Go over to besties.fan if you haven't done that yet. Oh, and one other special treat this uh, this week. A photo of all four of us together for the first oh, time yeah. in like a decade. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Incredible. And see how age comes for everyone. We look fucking we good. Look like good. we do. We look, we look so much better great. than we did 10 years ago. Yeah, we weren't eating really good food for us then. You know, like a, a supply of only freezer pizzas uh, doesn't do the body well. I mean, I, I, that wasn't it for me. It's just as I've, I've gone sort of silver. Is that there's a distinguished uh, nature yeah. to to my sure mystique, now. right? Uh, all right, that's gonna do it for us, folks. Until next, what are we doing next week? Super Mario just said it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's Super Mario Wonder plant that kind of took the wind out of our. All oh, right, yeah, Super Mario Wonder. By um, teasing you it, asked but... what else I was playing. That's what I was playing. Mario's back. He's back, and he's done taking your shit. <laughs> <laughs> Pratt is back and he's ready to party. Oh, Jesus. Next week on uh, The Besties. Be sure to join us again next week for The Besties. Because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games?
Nasty. Nasty.